0: Income. It is a very tough game, it's not easy at all. To stay ahead of um, knowing exactly what, what your clients need, what, what their teething issues are. Have a joint live in inspection.
1: But a lot of people that are coming sectional title, homeowners associations, are just like you described, First, not only
0: first-time homeowners, but first-time owners and residents in community schemes.
1: They get to see the perspective from the other side of the eye. And I think
2: that's a really important thing to do it's a market that's estimated to, to, to be transacting at at least 9 billion rand per year so it's a huge market
0: in order to get there you need to be able to build up a track record your cash flow module needs to be sharp a,
2: a quote comes to mind the best time to buy a property was about 10 years ago the next best time is now
0: Good evening and welcome to episode 82 of the Private Property Podcast, I'm your host Uzamantuwa Kumalo. It's a Thursday edition of the Private Property Podcast, and of course, we've got another, uh, you know, certainly a great tips and insights this evening on tonight's menu. Where we're going to be looking at five expert tips for first-time property investors looking to invest in the current market. I'm sure a lot of people are probably, you know, wanting to turn to property investment. We're seeing historically low interest rates, and there's certainly a lot of buzz in the property space right now and with different players wanting to invest in property. But as we always say, right here on the Private Property Podcast, that it's very important that you do your research and understand what you're getting yourself into. Also, asking the right questions with the right people is also something that we always need to bear in mind. And to help us better understand certainly what these tips are that will help us make the right decision if we want to be investing, especially in this economic climate. I'm joined this evening by Candice Van Veek, who's the co-founder of property pick. Candice, thank you so much for joining us this evening.
1: Awesome, Zama. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.
0: You know, Candice, I think property is currently one of those things that a lot of people are watching with bated breath. I mean, I was saying uh, even yesterday with uh, my guest that I had from ABSA, ST, and we were talking about how a lot of people uh, were are looking into the property space and thinking we're going to have this massive you know housing crash and you know Esther was even saying listen we're not certainly not going to be having that if anything we're seeing that properties within a certain Um, price range, I think she had said 1.8 million and below, are staying relatively the same right now and some are even going higher in terms of the purchase price. There's only properties that are sort of above that 1.8 million rand threshold where there's a bit of activity and decrease in terms of um, people's ability to get good deals, which of course makes people maybe think, uh, maybe property is not the thing I should be investing in, but of course there are those people who see an opportunity right now within the property space because they are seeing that look housing is going to be one of those things that's always in demand um wherever you go we're always going to need a roof over our heads and we certainly want to you know better understand what are some of the things that we need to be mindful of also certainly the tip in the event where we're first time investors uh almost an introductory these are some of the things that we should know from the onset that will help us make the right decision for our property needs so you know you know um let's perhaps kind go to the first sort of expert tip that you share with our viewers at home uh who want to of course go into property as an investment vehicle
1: awesome so Zama, i think just before we go into the expert tip just one thing that i want to say to aspiring investors is that it's important to know your goals your financial goals so before you get started in property, you need to know what are your financial goals? Are you re- are you maybe in a place where you want to work towards financial independence, meaning that you want to replace the income that you're getting through your salary or wages at this stage? Or are you maybe looking to settle some you know, outstanding debt and you need lump sums of income? So what is it that you need from a financial perspective? So I think that's very important. Now, once you are clear about your goals, once you know why, what type of financial income you need, then it becomes a little bit easier going forward. So the first expert tip that I would share is that it's definitely important to know that in property, you make your money when you buy. So when you are investing in property, it's important to know that you make your money when you buy. So what that really means is is that whatever your strategy is, so whether you are you know, buying property for monthly profit income, which we call cash flow in property, or whether you are buying property with the intention to sell it quickly. It's important to know that you're going to be making profit income from day one. So that's important. So it's really important to know that in property, you make your money when you buy. So once you've taken Once you have accounted for all the costs involved, all the expenses involved against that particular property. So let's say we're working on a rental strategy. Once you've taken into account all the associated costs involved in terms of that particular property and you deduct it from the rental income that you are potentially going to be earning from that property, it's important to know that you're going to be having profit income left in your pockets after you've done those calculations so that's the important thing and if you're also buying with intention to sell quickly so if you want to flip a property it's also important to know that you also need to make sure that you've accounted for all the costs that are involved in terms of buying the property so when you do sell the property you know that you're going to be making a profit so that's why it's important as investors to make sure that we buy our properties our investment properties at the right prices. And you know, Candice, I think
0: one of the things with um, with that first, because we hear it a lot. You know, certainly a lot of property coaches always say you make your money when you buy, and I'm sure viewers at yes. home uh, who've heard that countless times sometimes even wonder what are the mechanics that go into that. Because I think when you, for example, look at the current property market, it certainly isn't where it was, let's say five or even ten years ago. Because I think a lot of the property coaches have been in the game for quite. A amount of time where their net profit was quite healthy, you know, Um, whereas right now you're finding that you can get very good areas and let's say even still get a very well-priced property that's slightly below what other uh, properties are selling in the same complex or in the same area, but perhaps your rental amounts are not exorbitant high so if you're for example a property investor and you're running your numbers and you're looking at the expenses versus what the projected um you know rental is suppose for example you're going to have a shortfall of let's say 500 rands right and this property was uh let's say was going to be rented for five thousand rands so you're essentially making that 500 rand shortfall um how should we be thinking about a potential shortfall especially before we buy because i think sometimes some people um certainly when when we look at different property coaches, they're like you must make the profit from day one and if the 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 rental is not going to cover all expenses you know from your bond to rates utilities levies then it you know it's a bad investment whereas perhaps uh you know rental it's a very good area it's a very good buy and Costs are being, you know, uh, uh, covered for the most part by that, um, you know, by the rental amount. How do we then look at um, that particular scenario? Because I know one of the things, you know, that you, for example you've just mentioned is you certainly need to understand what your goals are. So if, if it's for cash flow, then obviously that's going to, be no because you're not making money on it. But perhaps some some uh, investors are looking at buying for capital appreciation. So for them, obviously the thinking might be slightly different. Where for those first, let's say, first year, you're okay with the 500 grand shortfall. So perhaps help us understand the different yes. ways we should be kind of looking at um, a, a shortfall, especially during this economic climate.
1: Okay. So as investors, I think it's important to avoid shortfalls, okay, if you want to buy investment property. So it's important to make sure that when you buy the property that you're buying it at the right price. And one way of determining what the actual price is or should be be of that particular property is to make sure that you get the market valuation on the property. Okay, so that's really where you compare similar type properties that have been selling in that particular area. And there are also various reports that one can tap into online that will be able to show you exactly what properties have been selling for in that particular area, let's say over the last 12 to two years, for example. So then it's important to see what the market value is of the property. Once you understand what the market value is of the property, now, of course, you can put in a better offer. Because I remember when I started my investing journey, when I started buying property, this was before I became an investor. I didn't know about market valuation reports. You know, I just bought a property thinking I'm, you know, eventually it's gonna be a good investment uh, property for me, not knowing that I actually my first property that I bought, I bought at the wrong price because I didn't know any better. So for investors who are starting out, it's important to make sure that you pull a market valuation report, your agents, the estate agents that you are working with can also provide you with that report. So if you don't know where to find the particular report, ask the agent to, to provide you with that report so that you can compare and see what properties are selling for in that area. And then once you've identified that, like I say, it's important to know that as investors, remember, we're not buying the property to stay in the property. So we it's, it's a business transaction. So we need to make sure that we're going into the deal at the right price because we want to make sure at the end of the day, whether we're buying to rent out the property or whether we're buying to on-sell the property, we wanna make sure that we're going to be making profit income from that particular deal. But now if you are in a situation where, for example, you maybe bought the property at the wrong price and now you're negative cash flowing, of course, that's not the ideal situation to be in. So there are a few things that one needs to consider, but obviously I don't have all the insights. And I think just to kind of summarize it for our conversation today is that first of all, I think it's important to see if you are able to, you know, bring in additional income from that uh, particular property. So let's say for example, you know, you've got A house, for example, that you've bought, you bought it at the wrong price because you didn't know about valuation reports and and all of that some years back. But now you're getting negative cash flow. Is there potentially an opportunity for you maybe, you know, to convert the garage maybe into a one or two bedroom unit that you can rent out that can bring in additional income? Are you maybe able to subdivide the house, you know, into two parts and rent out both parts so that you can try and just maximize the income potential on that property? property so those are just some of the things that you can think you know that you can possibly do so should you be in a situation where you've got negative cash flow but now if you have explored All of the various options that you could potentially bring in on the deal, then, of course, you now you need to ask yourself, are you going to continue paying that particular amount into that property every month? Because that's really what you're doing. You are paying for your tenant to stay in your property. It's not the other way around. So you need to understand how long are you going to have to do that for? Will you maybe be cash flowing in the in the next six months or maybe with the next lease agreement, you know, because of the rental escalations that will be taking place? So you have to make a decision, look at all of those factors and see when will the potential be there for you to actually make positive income? Because only once you can do that, then, of course, then it becomes an awesome investment opportunity. So as investors, we're always looking to buy property with with equity so we always want to make sure we buy a little bit below market value and and then of course you want to make sure that you're also buying property so that you are able to generate monthly profit income from that should you convert it into a rental strategy. And Candice then what would you say is that second expert tip as property investors
0: that we should uh, certainly be mindful of when we want to buy property?
1: So the second tip would be definitely to have two exit strategies. And, you know, not a lot of people take this into account. Mm-hmm. So it's really important. So if you are going into a deal and let's say, for example, because I had a conversation with one of my coaching students the other day and what happened was he's busy considering the deal, but it, it's a good property for student accommodation. But of course the student accommodation market has been impacted, you know, as a result of COVID-19. So it's definitely been impacted. So I'm not saying that there will not be an opportunity in the future for him to fully leverage the student accommodation opportunity, but right now it's not going to work for him based on the research and the due diligence that has been done on the deal. So the other option or other opportunity on the deal is that he could rent it out to a normal family it could also rent it out to young professionals. So one of the things is it's close to a hospital. So there's also, you know, nurses within that particular area also need accommodation. So there's an opportunity also then to buy the property and then rent it out to the nurses that are, you know, working at that particular hospital. So that's what we mean by exit strategies. If your one strategy doesn't work what are the other two strategies that you could possibly pursue that will also bring in profit income for you sometimes it will also uh, uh, an exit strategy can also be selling the property at a later stage and then generating some profit income but because you bought it at the right price from the beginning You know below market value of course there's an opportunity then for you to potentially sell it at market value so that means you you could potentially make a profit on the deal but i mean it's important to run the numbers and see what is going to work for you in terms of those strategies but for investors who are getting started and we don't think about this i didn't think about it when i got started initially i learned about this as i moved along it's important to make sure you have at least two exit strategies in place so not one Two, because if you just have one it becomes riskier but if you have two of course there are more options for you to explore should your intended strategy not succeed then you've got you the know, two exit strategies
0: and you know canis i'm actually exactly like you. i think when i started i certainly didn't um you know have two exit strategies per sort of deal that you go into and you do run the risk of should it not work out the way that you want Uh, you only had one way to exit and now you're struggling to and you essentially almost have to make a decision about whether you're going to uh, make the loss on that deal because you now just want to exit you no longer want to yes. uh, be in that deal or you're going to try and you know be resilient and perhaps find a second exit strategy but of course it's certainly something that you want to be able to decide up front and know upfront yes. and plan for upfront, as opposed to having to come up with a plan once you're already in the deal and it's going south yes. then Camus what would the third expert tip for our property investors be
1: Okay, so the number three would be that it's important to buy for demand. So it's important that you do your area research. So if you are going into a particular area, you've now decided, okay, you need to do a rental strategy, or you need to do, you want to flip properties, whatever your strategy is, when you go into that particular area, you need to now know, will your strategy work in that particular area? Because we can't just go into any area and think that you know, we can uh, potentially do that strategy because then you'll find, but there's no demand for the type of properties that you are considering. So that's why it's important to make sure do your area research, talk to the estate agents in the area, talk to the lettings agents in the area. You know, there are specific questions that you ask them. I I don't have the time to go through all of them now, but the important thing that you want to identify at the end of those conversations is that you want to know that if you are going to be investing in that particular property that you are considering, that there is demand in that particular area for the property type that you are considering. And that's important. We must remember that we don't buy properties with our emotions because Know we have to buy them with our calculators, you're not going to be staying in that property. So, what you maybe think is the ideal property, you know, is not necessarily going to be the ideal property for the people that are wanting the properties in that particular area. So, you need to understand what the demand is, qualify the demand, and then make sure that you invest in property that you will be able to, you know, rent out or sell whatever your strategy is. I actually
0: love this, Candace. We don't buy. Uh, property with our emotions we buy property with our calculators it's certainly one of those (laughs) going to go for a quick break candace when we come back we'll be going through the last two expert tips for property investors and of course for viewers at home uh you know do share your questions and comments on this one if you're a property investor what tips would you add for viewers at home you know what are some of the nuggets that you've learned on your property investment journey that have certainly helped you and some of them you may have probably learned retrospectively uh because you made mistakes in the beginning i think a lot of us do make some of these those mistakes in the beginning. I always share some of the you know uh, rookie mistakes that I made. Uh, on my own property investment journey and because now we've learned we certainly want to make sure that other property investors don't have to make those mistakes Mm -hmm. so those first three that Candice has taken us through uh, this part of the conversation is of course you make your money when you buy in property the second one is it's important for you to have two exit strategies and that last one is to buy for the demand and of course we're going to go for a quick break and we'll come back with looking at the last two expert tips uh, for first-time property investors who are looking to buy us, particularly in this economic climate. We'll be back just after this. Sure. Welcome back to episode to episode rather 82 of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Kumalo. This evening I'm joined by Candice Van Vey, who's the co-founder of Property Pick, and we're looking at five expert tips for first-time property investors who are looking to invest in the current economic current um, uh, market rather I can see such a tongue twister I think if anything I'm really excited that you know we're seeing so many great deals uh, currently in the market and I think that one of the first things I remember tweeting very early on when we went into lockdown um, I think it was probably shortly after lockdown was announced so it was even before we officially went into lockdown that this crisis is going to Uh, you know, bring so many opportunities within the property space. And as the weeks kind of progress, we're already seeing a few opportunities kind of creeping up, Um, even though the property market at the time, uh, there wasn't much movement because we, of course, had that hard lockdown. But as soon as restrictions started easing, we certainly saw a lot of activity. And I think a lot of people had a keen interest in investing in property. And they're already seeing various gaps in the areas that they either lived in or saw quite a lot of traction in and this episode is one of those that you simply do not want to miss it's one of those episodes that you're going to keep going back to because you want to better understand how to make the right decisions when you want to invest in property as a property investor in tough economic times and some of the questions you should be thinking of and some of the things you always need to be mindful of before you make that buy now Candice what's that fourth expert tip that our property investors at home need to be mindful of
1: so my fourth tip would be become a money raiser so what i mean by that is you need to learn the skill of raising money so whether it's institutional money meaning working with the banks or whether it's private money working with private investors or going into joint venture deals with other uh, investors you have to learn the skill of raising money. And if you are not sure how to exactly, you know, sharpen that skill, then it's important that you invest in yourself. I did that in 2014. I decided to invest in myself. I did, I went on to property education and I made sure I got the right level of education. And I also got the right level of coaching. And even up to today, I still have coaches and mentors that I work with in different areas as far as property and business is concerned. So it's important to make sure that you learn the skill of how to raise money you're always going to have to raise money as far as your deals are concerned especially when you're starting out so not everyone necessarily always has some sort of inheritance that were left for them or they've got a property that they can sell and start investing in property a lot of us have to start you know from the bottom and work ourselves up yeah yes with nothing and that's anything candace i think a lot of us probably
0: even start from a negative right i mean if you look at the the, the history of South Africa and the reality that particularly black South African spaces, you're not even starting at zero, you're probably starting at negative something because their responsibilities at home and those kinds of things. So understanding, and I like that this is one of the expert tips because I think we underestimate the ability to not just sell, but to raise capital. Uh, because I think a lot of us certainly look at just going to a bank and applying for a home loan. But as you know, Candace, as a property investor, you certainly get to a point where you need to be learning how to leverage how to be able to communicate the story of the deal that you are uh, yes. working on not just to you know a bank uh, but also to other investors who like who essentially have the cash to to put on a deal that's quite an important one and I think Candace will probably have a you know a separate episode that is almost a masterclass on raising For money sure. because I think a lot of people struggle with this one mm-hmm. uh, and I'm sure viewers at home are thinking okay it's a great tip but how do I do it uh, I mean the, you can certainly apply to various courses but I think there are certainly beginner tips you need to always be mindful of when it comes to raising money and thinking through how you raise money, because I think you you almost want to take the, the side of the institution and how they look at a deal. I mean, when you when you talk to a lot of the, the guys in, in finance, it'd be like, you want to understand if the money's coming in, what's the, what's the flow of the money? Certainly somebody who's putting down their money wants to not just only understand that, but they want to understand how they're going to be making money. And I think as investors, when you're still in the beginning you don't quite know how to communicate that Uh, sometimes you don't even know how to think through that right you just know i need two million rands to buy this (laughs) block of flats and maybe i need an additional hundred thousand rands to renovate it and it's going to make x amount of money but being able to tell the story of the investment, being able to speak to the numbers uh, of the investment becomes such an important thing. So Candace, we certainly will be looking at, um, you know, how do we best sharpen uh, our money raising skills? Because I think it's certainly one of those tools that every investor has to have. And, you know, Candice, I think before we go to our last final tip, maybe let's take in a few uh, questions and comments from our viewers at home before we we share that last um, expert tip from Candice. We've got one here from one of our regular viewers, Mata Shingano, who asks, what funding options for property investment are available out there? Will the bank consider my current home loan or is it treated separately?
1: Okay, so what kind of funding options are available for investors? Okay, so remember now there is funding available through our, our banks that we are aware of here in South Africa. So if you're in a position today where you are earning a salary, Okay, And you have some profit cash flow. So when you deduct your expenses from your income that you get, you've got some cash available at the end of the month. That means that you are possibly in a good situation and you can qualify for some sort of home loan that is available, you know for you at that level of, of income that you are operating at. Another thing for you to consider as well is that if you are, if you've got monthly expenses that you are currently working through, is there an opportunity for you maybe to cut down on some of those monthly expenses? Is there an opportunity maybe just to tweak some of those expenses? So what I'm saying is if, you know, there are certain things that you can maybe just put on hold, maybe for the next six to 12 months, what that will do is it will open up your affordability a lot more. So that means you, can, you will potentially be able to qualify for even bigger loan as far as the banks are concerned. So I think that's important. And also make sure that if you are employed today, that you are also whatever your commitments are from a liability, from expenses perspective, try and pay your expenses and your liabilities on time. You know, so you want to make sure that you're honoring those commitments. Because remember, every non-payment or every late payment will reflect negatively against your credit profile. And your credit profile is what the banks will look at. So try and manage your credit profile as best as you can. If you are not doing that, if, you are, or if you're in a place today where, you know, life happened and, and, and you're not managing it effectively, make sure now going forward that you are then able to do that. So, of course, you know, there's so many things that we could talk about for people who want a situation where, you know, they, they really can't access the bank's money at this stage, there is the option of also pursuing private finance, but like we discussed with Zamo, we'll probably do another session on that. So there is an opportunity to also pursue private finance. And there's also different ways of going into the deals. But for those of you who are starting out and you want to leverage the bank's money, make sure that there's affordability and also make sure that you manage your expenses and try and just, um, you know, try and generate as much positive cash flow at the end of the month, um, you know, as you can to manage that situation effectively.
0: And I think, Candice, one of the big advantages of these low interest rates is beyond, uh, you know, Wanting to go into property because interest rates are low, it's also a really good time to be paying off as much of your debt as possible. I think certainly for a lot sure. of people right now who might be in quite a significant amount of debt, you probably want to be using these next couple of months to pay down as much of that as yes. possible. Because the low interest rates really do favour um, certainly people who are in debt and their ability to be paying off their their debt. So if you were let's say spending five hundred rand um, on servicing a particular debt, interest rates have gone down. Let's say now the minimum payment is, for example, three hundred and fifty. Continue paying the five hundred because you've gotten used to paying five hundred rand for the past couple of months. So, certainly continue paying it, which means you're paying one hundred and fifty rands, you know, extra uh, in making sure that the interest on your particular. Uh, debt essentially goes down so that is of course one of the things that we always need to be mindful of from a personal finance perspective is the ability to, to manage our debt effectively because as property investors when we are certainly buying property and wanting to even use our own financial status um to, uh, certainly a surety in buying property you want to make sure that it is as clean as possible so that the banks don't hesitate in extending that home loan facility to you, then Candice, what would you say is that last uh, that last expert tip that uh, you know first time property investors need to be mindful of?
1: Okay, so I do have more, but I think for for you know for conversation purposes today, we'll end with this particular one, and this is one of my favorite ones, and I also believe it's a very important one. It's important to build your power team in property. So for those of you who don't know what a power team is, it's really a team of property professionals and experts that become part of your power team. And this is important from the beginning. So if you think about it, the attorneys that we work with, the conveyancing attorneys, for example, if you think about, you know, the maintenance and refurbishment companies that we work with, the tax specialists that we work with, it's important to understand what the, you know, the the tax implication is going to be when you start generating profit income out of your, your particular deals. So you know, also where you're going to be finding some of these deals from. Some of you will go out and find them yourself. Some of you will work with particular platforms. Uh, for example, that's what we as Property Pick do. We also provide investment type deals to investors. So you need to start building your power team because this team is really going to help you become successful through property. Remember, you will get some sort of education and understanding as far as property investing is concerned. But you don't necessarily have to be the expert on every single area that involves property. But you need to make sure that you have those experts as part of your team. And remember, they've got your best interests at heart because you are going to be working with them as part of your power team. So they will be able to guide you. Also, like when you go into agreements, for example, don't sign any lease agreement or any offer to purchase if you don't understand the content of those agreements make sure that you've got an attorney that's part of your power team that can review those documents with you you know sometimes sellers are happy for us to bring in our own agreements sometimes they want to work with their own agreements if they choose to work with their own agreements make sure that you review it carefully make sure you understand it if you don't understand it get your your power team member, your attorney involved there to actually help you review that so that you can make the best decision as far as your property investing is concerned. And those agreements, those legal agreements are binding, and they can protect you and the seller and your tenant, depending which type of agreement you're going to be going in. And so it really looks at, you know, uh, looking after both parties needs. So it's important to make sure that you have experts and professionals that can help you you know, through the process, as you're going to be moving your investing goals forward.
0: And you know, Candice, we've got a question here coming uh, from ntombi Msambi, and this is one of those questions that a lot of viewers at home always have. Especially in the, in the in the past few weeks, a lot of people have been asking this one, and that question is: Is this? the time to buy or not. So so certainly those aspiring property entrepreneurs or people who already uh, have some skin in the game, should they be buying uh, during this period or should they rather wait uh, a little longer before making their purchases?
1: So I definitely think the opportunities are here. So yes, the reduction in interest rates has really made it you know, a more attractive investment strategy for us to pursue at this time. But as I would share with, you know, my coaching students as well, that when you start doing your numbers, make sure, yes, work with the the interest rates that we are getting. But also, remember, it's not always going to be staying at the 7% of what we're seeing now. So always take into account that, you know, maybe a couple of months, a year, two years, three years from now, we don't know when it's going to go up again. So I think it would be important to just consider what the interest rate was just before, you know, this whole COVID-19 situation Situation, and then also do your numbers based on that particular interest rate as far as your rental deals are concerned but now is definitely the opportunity you know also remember that a lot of people are going through difficult times at this, at this stage lots of people have lost their jobs a lot of people have seen reduction in salaries and we anticipate that this particular trend will still increase you know for the next couple of months maybe year two years so now you can imagine it's going to become very difficult for a lot of people to hold on to their homes so one way of of how investors can work with those types of people if you're in a position today where you've got access to finance whether it's through the banks or through private investors it's important for you to know that you are actually in a position today where you can help someone else So before that seller's property is repossessed by the banks you know for whatever reason uh, you know they in this financial situation as investors we're able to help those people why because we can actually buy those properties and because those sellers you know they they just want to make sure that the outstanding debt is settled most times in 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 myself even working with with sellers you know when they're in those types of situations i just want to make sure the outstanding debt is covered as far as possible and then of course that becomes an opportunity for us as investors to really negotiate good buying prices and that's really where the opportunity then becomes available for both parties so i think it's just important to make sure that you know you do your due diligence you know, do run your numbers, make sure the deal is going to work. But now is definitely the time to buy property. And I believe that this trend is going to continue. You know, it's not just going to uh, stop here. And it's just because of the economic climate that we are facing today, we're going to find a lot of people who will either want to downscale, or they will want to maybe relocate, you know, mm-hmm. so we're going to find a lot of those opportunities, maybe relocate due to work, reasons. We've seen a lot of immigrations happen, you know, even over the last couple of months, those people need to sell. Some of them are really desperate to sell because they just want to get the property sold so that they can immigrate or relocate, whatever their situation is. And of course, all of those opportunities do become opportunities for investors.
0: Candice, before I let you go, I know you had more expert tips. I'm going to ask you to squeeze in one more expert (laughs) tip before we wrap up our conversation.
1: Okay, so... One that I would definitely want to squeeze in is the one of taking action. You know so i think it's so important as people generally but even more so because we're talking to property investors and people are wanting to get started in property once you get all the knowledge you do your homework you know you you run the numbers there comes a time when you have to take action i see it so many times with some of the students that i work with where they've been through the process they know how to do the due diligence they know how to run the numbers but you know they don't want to actually Take action that next step, you know, in terms of going into the deal. So remember, there's going to come a time where you're going to have to take that next step. So even where you are today, if you are not in property, what is the next step that you need to So we've shared some information with you this evening. Take that information, work with it, and see how you are able to move your property goals forward because no action equals no results. So we want to see greater financial results. We're going to have to do something and we're going to have to take action. And even if it means today investing in your education, investing in yourself, you know, there's so many good property educational companies that are out there. Find the one that you believe is the best fit for you and get yourself educated in the various strategies. there's so many different strategies that one can pursue through property but the important thing is that you need to take the next step forward and take it one step at a time and you know till you get to the place where you actually invest in the property and now it's generating income for you so don't just stop it here you know take action and move your goals forward. Candice we're going to leave it there this evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Awesome thank you Zama thanks for having me.
0: Thank you so much and that is candace van bake who is the co-founder of a property pig and we'll certainly be looking at the five expert tips for first-time property investors who are looking to invest during the current economic crisis I think one of the big things is really having a better understanding of where we are and one of the big things uh, and certainly started this conversation with it is have a goal in place because i think the moment you understand what your goal is. It certainly informs the strategy that you're going to use. Then you're able to easily apply the tips that we've shared this evening. Do continue the conversation on our social media platforms. We certainly want to hear from you. If you're a property investor, what have been some of the tips that you've picked up along the way that you want to share with the rest of the community? And if you're looking to invest in property, what are you scared of? I think what you're understanding what scares us about investing in property right now, probably will also help fellow, uh, you know, property investors in helping you, uh, get over your fear and perhaps even pointing you in the right direction of where to get the help let's continue this conversation on our social media platforms but of course we will be back tomorrow evening for the Friday edition of the private property podcast folks it has been a pleasure to be with you this evening we're back again tomorrow evening at 7 p.m and as usual hoping you're staying home and staying safe
2: I'm Rick Niedling. I'm an Olympic gold medalist and shareholder and marketing director of Alderwee Estate, which recently acquired Pearl Valley Estate. I've been living in the beautiful Paul Frontrick Valley for the last five years. We are situated right in the heart of the Cape Winelands. Security is our number one priority, and it's something we work on every day. And this has earned us the reputation of being the safest estate in Africa. The lifestyle that this area has to offer truly is country living at its best. We're just five minutes away from the historic town of Parle. Parle really is an incredible area to explore, with little gems like the Spice Route and Fairview Farms. But the biggest attraction is the excellent schools. Franchuk, on the other hand, is a major international tourist destination also known as the culinary capital of South Africa, with a diverse offering for every palate and occasion. Our recent acquisition of Pearl Valley is a major game changer for us. Our residents can now enjoy a wide range of amenities unmatched anywhere else in the world. There's the world famous Jack Nicklaus signature golf course, which is consistently ranked among the top golf courses in South Africa, and there are some beautiful properties on the course. Alder V really is the ideal family environment. We also cater to equestrian lovers with facilities on offer for every discipline, from the two Hurlingham Standard polo Fields to our state-of-the-art equestrian centers and miles of trails. Our horses live in paradise too. Alder V has its own wine farm and cellars producing award-winning wines which every resident can be proud of. I've been blessed to travel the world But this is the place I come home to. I'm sure you can see why we call it the Valley of Life. And this is my neighborhood.